0: Welcome to another Morbid Moment. My name is Stick, and joining me, as always, is Red, the ever-uncredited. Yo, I'm over here! There they are. Way over there. Over here! For this mini-Morbid Moment, we're going to go back in time! Uh, We're dipping into some content that had been originally created for our old Patreon page, so if the audio quality makes it sound like we're both hunkered over one half-dead microphone or something like that just you know enjoy the retro charm all right have fun i was just told to put down the doll that i was brushing the hair of because it's recording time (laughs) (laughs) what am i gonna fidget with now (laughs) i need you in it to win it i guess i can't i can't be the the sitting there fidgeting listener on this adventure. Not this time, because this time it is your show. I don't like that. <laughs> so, hello everyone, welcome to a special mini episode of The Morbid Moment. You are listening to this because you are a patron of us on Patreon, so thank you very much. That's, You're awesome. That's You're great. great. And uh, today, instead of the normal episode format, Red is going to be telling <laughs> a personal story since uh red's story about seeing a ghost in the old trailer where they used to live was pretty cool and went over well with everyone, they're here to share another story from their past that's yeah, nice and spooky it's a it's a little it's a little tale it's just a little snippet of something that scared the living hell out of me when I was a kid. yeah, everybody loves childhood trauma stories right um well. and uh I have a drink because I'm driving. Oh, wait, no, I was gonna... (laughs) Don't drink and drive. I was gonna say, no, I'm I'm driving this episode and it's frightening. I should not be drinking. Don't drink and drive. That's terrible. Don't drink and drive anything, including podcasts. Yeah, that's a pretty good piece of advice. Did you know that on uh, Surgeon's Warnings on prescriptions, it says, like, do not operate heavy machinery or podcasts? (laughs) (laughs) Beware for pregnant women and... Podcast hosts. hosts. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is already off to a silly start. Red. Let me, let me, let me. me yes. I, I, It's a short story. Paint me a word picture. But yeah, we're going to have to go back to, uh, backwards even further in time to. <laughs> That's the sound of ripples on the screen as we go back in time You're, into a flashback. That was really, you really harnessed the, <laughs> the spooky, gonna tell a story. <laughs> How about that? That's a little bit better. Got a little ghost in there. Okay. Yeah. You may talk now. Alright, so. It's hard not to talk. It's hard not being the host. I was gonna say, alright, you're you're gonna have to like fight okay. your your urges, your okay. normal <clears throat> You have to be the listener now. I don't know if my ego can take this, but go ahead. You're Red. gonna have to not only make comments sparingly but poignantly. <gasps> you're also going to have to listen. <gasps> To the whole story. Oh, like, no. Like, paying attention to the okay. things that I'm saying the, the real whole time. The real Yeah. <laughs> All right. For real All now, right. though. All right. All right. So, me, as a small child, I'm going to have to, uh, set a, a couple scenery bits here. At this point in my life, I was probably... I'm gonna guess 11 or 12. Okay. Probably 12. Because I was... We lived my mom and my siblings and I lived with my aunt and uncle for a period of like six, nine months some somewhere around there. So it was kind of a in between homes kind of you know, life was getting kind of weird. My parents were getting a divorce kind of setting. Already unstable and kind of nerve-wracking in general. Yeah, and I was just becoming, you know, preteen. Ugh. You know how much fun those years are. Just awful. Yeah, and so I was uh, just... I was still a good kid because I was very much a rule follower. You know, I always ask first before things. I was a real square. Um, but I was just reaching that point where, like... I was upset with my life and heading oh. heading towards teenagerhood where I just had enough rebelliousness in me where I considered doing something without asking first. <gasps> Here it begins. So this was my this was my cautionary tale <laughs> of like you know, ask first, don't break the rules. Like this is what happened when I tried. Oh no. <laughs> okay. And so uh You know, I was 12, but up until that point, I had been dissecting animals, collecting bones, collecting feathers, um, doing minor taxidermy work. Like, that was already many years of that under my belt. You know, normal kid stuff. Yeah, I I was, you know, famous for having a bone collection. You know, people would donate animal bits to me. Um, That was just my hobby. Here, (laughs) I found this newt paw. Do you want it? Yeah, that's kind of how it went. Hey, saw this dead duck on the side of the road. Real pretty plumage. It's only been dead for an hour. You know, want me to grab it for you? Which is probably illegal and was bad, but, you know, it was the middle of the country. We did stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so, like, everybody knew that I liked bones and feathers and dead things and weird stuff. And people would bring them to me, you know, either they found them or didn't want them anymore. Like, everybody knew, especially my family. Mm-hmm. So, I lived with my aunt and my uncle, who lived, uh, it was in the suburbs, but the back of their house uh, was basically right up against the forest. I think it was a state forest or something, and so... They had lot, you know, a little suburban house, and then it just opened up to just trees and stuff. So as a kid going through this weird time in my life, it was this magical place where you could go angst in the trees. Exactly, because, like that's, nature understood you. Yeah, that's exactly it. I would literally get away from you know life and my siblings who were driving me crazy in mm-hmm. my life that didn't make sense, and I would just spend just hours walking around in in the forest or just around their property, and. That was my alone time, that was my thinking time, and my imagination would just go crazy. And also, an important piece of background information was that whole cult thing that I've kind of alluded to a couple times. I, I will probably have an episode about it someday, going into greater detail, but my family was kind of, as far as I understood it, halfway involved with this basically demon cult. Like, not in the demon cult, yeah. like against the demon cult. Yeah, like... Wanna just specify. Yeah, yeah, they were not part of the demon cult. They were part of the church that was, you know, kind of combating the demon cult. Lots of, like, the the phrase spiritual warfare was a phrase that came up a lot in my childhood. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so it was kind of intense. Okay. So that was all, you know, history by this point. That was point. just happening. Yeah. Well, it, ha- it had happened. Those times were over, but my brain had been steeped in that a lot. So lots of weird... Stuff I didn't understand, and now this is going on, and so my imagination is already out of control. So my- that's where my brain is. My brain's in this crazy other preteen. Say, mix that with hormones, and you've got a problem. Ah, uh, yeah, I was a problem, <laughs> uh, or I was at this point just a problem beginning to brew. Mm. So this story takes place in one of my. I think one of my first wanderings of the property, you know, we just moved in pretty much just been given the permission that we can explore our, the property, make it our own, you know, make it our home, settle into this place. Cause we didn't know how long we were going to live there. And so that's what I was doing. I was beginning to explore my new world and so full of angst. And yep. <laughs> so I had taken a walk in the woods a little bit, just beginning to explore. And on my way back, I was kind of walking around the the house, which had this big attached garage, because my, my uncle was big into building machinery and snowmobiles and Isn't tinkering. Isn't everyone's uncle? No, my uncle, you don't understand. Oh. My uncle, like, his email addresses all have Crazy Inventor in them. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he was, like... That was his thing. He built stuff. Okay. And so he had his whole kingdom in his big giant garage. And so I was exploring this garage that I knew was my uncle's but you know I'm this is kind of my home now so I'm kind of exploring it a little further and they had this area that was roped off or fenced off and I think there was like a shed um off of this garage so all of these kind of outbuilding areas and this fence and that's where he kept his snowmobiles and stuff and I'm just exploring and as i'm as i moving around these kind of corners where nobody really goes around the garage i see two deer skulls mm. just kind of sitting out you know where the weather can get to them just sitting on top of this little shed mm. um it's a very short shed i could reach up on there um and, oh, there was and this... age 12 that's really short yeah it's it was like a like a shed that you would like put bikes in or something okay got it it's like a, a storage thing yeah and so i walk by and i see these skulls which i'm immediately like oh cool i do skulls yeah big beautiful full deer skulls but at the same time i was kind of insulted (gasps) because nobody told me that these skulls were there okay i was insulted that nobody had given me these skulls let alone even said hey i know that you like skulls child (sighs) Come and look, I have two big, beautiful deer skulls. How dare they hide these parts of dead bodies from me? That's, that's terrible. That is exactly, that's exactly where my brain was. Simultaneously, I was like, oh, and then I was like, what What the heck? I'm so offended. I'm like, these have been back here this whole time. Perfectly good deer skulls just yeah. sitting here. And okay. I, and I tried to think of, like, a reason why they would be back here, and nobody has said anything or brought it to me, but I couldn't think of anything. And I'm like, well... I should probably go ask if I can play with these skulls. And I see where, this, here's where the where threads my, begin to my, come together. Yeah, my my moral quandary. Mm. Here's, where it, here's where the, the choice comes up on the screen. Does your character pick up the skull or go ask? And that's when you went renegade. Well, I thought about it a lot. I'm like, I shouldn't just pick these up. They're not mine. Nobody has brought them to my attention. Nobody said, "Hey, go play with these skulls." And that's not normally something that would just be okay for a kid to do. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to do usually, but that's at my own home. Like I'm not the kind of person to just go to somebody else's house and start Steer, steal fondling their skulls. Their skulls. Yeah, that's um, OK. And so I'm like, "Well, if I go ask, I'm sure they're going to go, "Oh, yeah." I forgot about those skulls. Go play with them. Of course. Why are you asking? This is your home. And I'm like, well, I might feel kind of dumb or little kid-like if I Mm. go and ask about these skulls when it's obviously something that I can play with. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe there's some other reason that they're out here and they haven't said anything. I'm like, no. What reason could there possibly be? Yeah, well, I did think about this one time when my dad, you know, we lived on a farm and we went through a lot of firewood because our oh. house was primarily kept warm by our fireplace and our wood stove. This story. Yeah, it's a it's a short one, a side tangent. Um and so firewood was a hot commodity and you pay for it when you had to, but when you find good firewood that you could just take, it's like, "Oh, yeah, score." And my dad, one of the times we were driving around the country, he saw these giant tree trunk pieces from a giant tree that had been cut down just on the side of the road. And he was like, holy crap, that's a lot of firewood. I can't believe that nobody's picked these up yet. Man, I'm so lucky. I'm sure that nobody's done anything with them because they're so big. Mm -hmm. That must be the reason that these have been left alone this long. I have a van, though. Great. So he hauled these giant pieces of wood into the truck into the van and carted them off so where we can eventually cut them up and put them in our the area of our barn that was made for storing wood and everything and the moral of that story is he broke out into horrible horrible poison ivy because the trees were covered in poison ivy oil including some like petrified poison ivy vines that were still embedded in the bark Wah, 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 Yeah. So I did, that story did cross through my mind. And These I'm, might be poison ivy skulls. I'm like, skulls, well, maybe, metaphorically. I don't know, you know, normally when you find something like that that everybody's leaving alone, maybe it's poison ivy or something. I'm like, no, it wouldn't be on a skull. And if so, he wouldn't have picked it up because my uncle is severely allergic to poison ivy. And that was the only thing I could think of. So, of course, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this and going, but what about the germs? Don't pick it up because of the germs. Oh about we about are. we've got a disease? That's, that's old hat. That's not even coming into play. <laughs> Red doesn't even know what germs are no, anymore. No, I don't. I don't wear gloves or anything, you know? I've never worn a pair of gloves when handling dead animals, ever. <sighs> that is the appropriate response. Much to my chagrin. Yes, but that's just the way of the world. And I'm still alive. For now. For now. So I had this moral quandary... And I'm out there by myself in the forest. And it's all, I remember it because I had very visual memory. It was misty. It was kind of quiet and gray. Ooh. And I'm looking at these skulls and I'm like, what, what's the harm? Seems haunted, but okay. You know, I mean, let's, maybe I'll ask later. Maybe I'll just, let's go in. Maybe they have a telephone. <laughs> yeah. That that mansion looks cozy. Especially with the way that the lightning lights it up every time that the store. you know. Just, what sh- could go wrong? And I also, in the vague back of my mind, thought about all my creepy demon things that had kind of infiltrated my brain. But But I'm like, like, no. What could go wrong? No, no. This is fine. These are just skulls. Nothing bad will happen. The worst that would happen is when I mentioned later that I found the skulls and were playing with them, they would go, hey, next time, ask. So I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult, I'm 12, (laughs) I'm practically a teenager so i pick up one of the skulls and i'm looking at it and i immediately have a weird feeling and as i'm trying to process this weird feeling i'm realizing that this feeling is getting stronger and the feeling at first i can only describe is that my fingers were humming okay they were it was this hum okay and I immediately kind of got a little bit spooked, but this, the, can't, this can't possibly actually be happening. The reptile part of your brain is like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. no, my instincts were like, danger, 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 and I'm like... The rest of your brain's like, what? My smart huh? mammal brain is like, there's, there's no danger here, you're imagining it, stop letting all of those scary things that have scared you for so long, you know, you own this skull. But no, it was humming. The skull in my hand was humming and started to shake. Okay. And I started to freak out. Fair. A little bit, but I was holding myself together and I'm like, this thing's fucking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> this is evil. This thing is filled with demons. This is why I've done I sh- it. I'm like I'm like this is I, I. It's all over. I've done it. This is it. This all is of the, the demons that I've heard about and have been scared about. It. I'm like this was it. I made the wrong decision. It's been a deer skull. Who would have known? I'm like I'm I'm haunted. I'm possessed. That's Like it. I just it's over. Game over. I I am witnessing something horrendous. This skull in my hand is doing the impossible. It's humming and shaking. There's no way that I'm imagining this. And I turn it over. And that's when the wasps start crawling out of the bottom of the skull. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to compress this audio file later because... Ah. <laughs> yep. Yep, it was not the supernatural at all. It was Bees. It was wasps. This whole skull was one big wasp nest. Ah. And they were not happy with me. It wasn't demons. It wasn't ghosts. It was a bunch of really pissed off wasps. It was Mother Nature and it was pissed. But let me tell you, this did not reassure me. (laughs) Finding (laughs) out the demons were not real and were not coming out of the skull did not ease my mind at all. Oh, good, it's not Satan. It's just something that could maybe kill me if it stings me enough. uh, it was much more horrifying than I had imagined. Uh, yeah, I still have the very clear image in my head of just piles of wasps crawling out of the neck hole Ah. of this skull in my hands. And I will never get the picture out of my head, and I immediately had every regret in the world. I threw down the skull, ran inside. Away from the cloud of wasps, and I did tell my parents and my uncle later. I'm like, yeah, so uh, that skull out there, and he's like, oh God, don't touch that! <laughs> he's like, those skulls are full of bees. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so okay. that was when I learned my lesson. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a do-gooder through and through. Because you never know. My yeah, my one rebellious moment was squashed by wasps. I think that every child. Well, most children have at least one story where they like move something or do something, and then they hear the buzzing start and then they realize <laughs> I have one of those, but it's not nearly as scary. There was it was not full of wasps. Oh it was full of wasps. Oh <laughs> but it wasn't coming out of the neck hole of a deer skull <laughs> that was like wrapped up in Satan vibes. <laughs> Um, so, yours wins for style, for flair. What was yours? Oh, I just, uh, walked up the ladder to my treehouse and opened the treehouse door, which is, it's, um... In, like a trap door. In the, yeah, it's a trap door, so you just open it, and it swung open, and I heard something kind of crunch funny. <gasps> And then the buzzing started. Oh, no. And I had, like, again, that reptile brain going, oh, that's not a good sound. (laughs) And then the wasps started, and I never climbed down a ladder (laughs) as fast as I did that day. I remember just bolting into the house, like... Parkour jumping over <laughs> obstacles in my backyard. <laughs> like, I'd never been so athletic. Just... Oh, zoom. man. Oh, man. I got stung twice in the face and that's it. Oh, God! And my lips swelled up. Oh, man. And I called my mom and she said, oh, Just put some ice on it. Oh, my God. And I think she came home to take care of me, but... I've, I've never been stung by... Like a really pissed off, like cloud of bees or angry wasps. Like, I've had really good luck, which is probably why I'm mostly fearless with it. Stupidly, mostly fearless when it comes to them. I think the only time I ever got stung was when there was a bumblebee in my hair, and I just tried to pick it out, and oh. it stung me. Well, to be fair, there's that one time I sat on a bee <laughs> that stung me in the ass. <laughs> that poor bee! It was so flat. I got to see it. The poor little bee bumblebee just trying to do its bumblebee job. I'm just glad that they are one of the kinds that can sting multiple times yeah. and still keep kicking. Because I would have felt so bad if your ass killed another I animal. felt like an asshole. I really <laughs> did. Like, it hurt, but I was also like, man, I almost killed a bee. I'm we, sorry. We need those. You didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve to be squashed by my fat oh, ass. Oh, God, that poor having bee. Having a picnic. That poor bee looked a little flat. Like, if you sit on a stuffed animal, Ooh. they come out looking a little deformed, but so. I think it was okay. And that's why I'm afraid of insects that can sting and you are not, because it ha- keeps happening to me. you got wasps in the face. Yeah. Yeah, i I, well, I managed i managed to evade stings with that deer skull. Their their menacing presence. Maybe was they were maybe they were so confused by the fact that they had been turned upside down. They did look really confused, stumbling out, sort of dizzy, like what the fuck? Where yeah, they? they they were crawling out and Ooh-hoo. not flying out. But to me, as somebody who has a fear of crawling things, the that worst. was that was way scarier than if they had started flying out of there. <sighs> Just kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I can visualize it. Thank you. Mhm. So yeah, that's my not-ghost story. That's the story of the time it was not a ghost, for that's sure. The story of the time it was almost Satan, but it turned out to just be worse <laughs> It wasn't somehow. Satan, it was just bees. <laughs> just really angry. <laughs> yep, yep, so I, I learned a good lesson. I'm much more cautious about okay. picking up things. Good three-part story. I'm glad we've all grown as people. Three parts? Sorta. Was there like a act one, act two, act three? Yeah, sort of. Oh, okay. You had a character arc you grew. <laughs> I did, you're right. It Absolutely. was kind of like a, a little subplot there in my life. <laughs> so, I guess that concludes yeah. our uh, mini episode. Yeah, hopefully somebody got a kick out of it. Yeah, uh, hope you enjoy the story. And uh, we'll have more secret mini episodes. Really, as soon as we can think of more. Yeah, I'll uh, send them out. Every once in a while uh, to continue to thank you guys for being our patrons. And, we love um, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Your support means a ton and is part of the reason we're able to keep cranking this content out despite having jobs and a million other projects. So. For real, yeah. And uh, if you have any more ideas of things that you want to hear one or both of us talk about or questions you want to hear answered in some weird random little episode... Oh, Yeah. You can uh, still, as always, email us at morbidmomentpodcast at com. I think you can also leave comments on these posts in Patreon, yeah, too. Yeah, you can do you that. You don't even have to go, you don't yeah. even have to open your email browser. Yeah, you can message us through Patreon as well. So, if that works easier for you, do that. Yeah, find some with passenger pigeon. I mean, yeah, I think those are extinct, but... If you can get us a pigeon message, that's like... I will write an episode for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll go out of my way. Really, any bird delivering some sort of message. If you can make it happen, I owe you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll end there. Okay. Smooth. All right. So, um, as always, stay morbid. Yeah, stay morbid. Cool. And, uh, make sure you shake skulls before you take them home. Okay. Bye! Bye!